This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Joe Thomas, welcome to the War Room. How are you doing today? Oh, pretty good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we were chatting a bit before we got started, and I got a feel for your energy. You strike me as a no BS kind of guy. So I think one of the best ways to start off is for you to tell me in your own words, what is it that you do with Recovery Amped? And you're the CEO, the founder, co-founder. What are the details there? Yeah, so I'm the founder. Um, well, Recovery Amps is kind of a longer story. It actually started in the mental health space and COVID hit and destroyed all of our business deals. And we had to start all over. So now we're kind of working with this new product line called Interactive, where we're focusing on like RPA, uh, robotic process automation, uh, finding areas of your business that we can help automate while also improving data capture and structuring data to send it over to your uh, business intelligence solutions, your CRMs, um, your your EHRs, different systems where we can transfer data, but then the data also causes for automation. So my background is actually came from a text message marketing company. Um, You probably don't know the name. It was called Tenacious. Um, It was the first one in America. And if you ever remember back, I don't know, 10 years ago or so, if you went to like KFC or McDonald's, there'd be like, Text MCD to six four six six. That <laughs> yeah. was us. Oh no so, way! Yeah, we we did that. We also had Universal Records. Um, we had most of the stars that you knew back then, uh, including Garth Brooks, which actually became a co-founder in the company. Wow. Uh, it was kind of interesting. He actually bought into that company. Um, so my background came from that and marketing, and it kind of led me through this journey to create software. Weirdly enough. Um, that could really benefit people, save time, increase revenue, things of that nature. Okay, I love this. Now, are you, and this is an important question to ask because there's a lot of entrepreneurs who they might have an idea or something and then they say, oh, well, I'm not a programmer. Are you a programmer yourself? Or are you just the entrepreneur who knew how to get it done? <laughs> I am not a programmer. Um, I know quite a bit about computer science now, but when I started this journey, I did not. Uh, wastes a lot of money and time trying to figure this out. Um, but it's all about finding the right people and finding the right person that can help guide that and bring that technical founder in with you that can help guide the project. Now, I know you, you said it casually, but a lot of money is a lot of money. So I, I, I want to ask, looking back on it, what are some ways you would have approached building software differently as an entrepreneur who is not a programmer? Well, two things. First, do your due diligence for discovery to define that the market's willing to pay for what you're about to create. Um, Because that was a big pitfall we had that we spent a lot of money creating software and we figured out it has no use. Uh, Nobody's going to be paying for it. So we created for the recovery space for uh, drug addicts. And uh, needless to say, those guys don't have a whole lot of money. 
So uh, we created it for the treatment centers. Treatment centers didn't want to pay for it. So we spent all this money and time building it. But the real thing is you need to look into somebody that really has a background in management, architecture, um, as well as programming. Because what we thought at the beginning of our journey that any programmer could be a CTO and help manage a project, we were wrong. And that was, I don't know, a $100,000 mistake. So make sure that you find somebody that's technical that you can mesh with that has that background in all the things it needs to grow your business. Otherwise, it's going to be a crap show. I see. And now, uh, I, I know that you gave us some insight into the background of like where you came from with marketing and why you're able to look at data and develop software and, uh, and all that. But before that, it's a question I usually get to ask in the beginning, uh, but I, I want to ask it now that we have some more context. Do you come from a family of entrepreneurs? Um, not really. Um, most of mine pretty much worked. They're from the home service industry, roofing, construction, and they generally are high up in the companies, but they're not really a family of entrepreneurs. And, uh, but that kind of guided me to the path of where I'm at is you see that one day they get hurt on the job. They get a little bit of severance pay and they're gone and it's over. And they, they put their blood, sweat and tears in there for a guy that's the multimillionaire. And now something happens and they're barely making it or they retire. And, you know, you got a few hundred thousand dollars in your 401k um, when the owner's still still making money off of it or selling it and and making a hundred million dollars. And so that kind of got me to I I wanted to be an entrepreneur and actually work for myself and build something that's sustainable that one day I can retire and do whatever I want to do. Absolutely. Did you, have you had, I should say, have you had conversations about that with your family, given that you are the entrepreneur that stepped out and like, I'm trying to tell you, you know, let's, let's work on something. Do you have those kinds of conversations? I've tried to have those conversations, but uh, they're, they're perfectly fine being an employee and uh, it drives me insane to be an employee. (laughs) I hate it. Well, given what, yeah, what you see happening and what you know about running a company, I, I I can only imagine. That's why I love asking that question, because everybody has their reasons for what they do. And it's really cool to hear that you broke out. Not only that, you excelled. And now here you are with Recovery Amped, which, I mean, you're crushing it from what I'm hearing. And so I got to ask, like, what, what are your goals as things move forward, like uh, 2022 on? Well, we're starting to crush it. So we're still in the startup infancy stage because we've got to start over from scratch and build out the software. Um, But we're starting to land some of the huge company deals and we'll probably continue to land some of those deals and create automations for smaller players. Um, But what do I see coming for it? I mean, the, the industry is dramatically changing and it's opening up for automation with all the big players and even the smaller guys are noticing that there's a problem with turnover within your business. There's, it's hard to obtain employees. It's hard to provide the customer service and satisfaction that you want. And so where I see it moving is more towards uh, conversational AI, where it's being focused on anything from your phone calls to your text messages, where you can have a conversation with the bot and actually do whatever you need to do instead of waiting on hold. You know, uh, my internet went out last week and I was on hold for an hour and a half to talk to somebody. 
what if I could have just clicked a button and had a text message and fixed it in three minutes? Because it took three minutes once I got on that rule. Oh, three minutes. my Lord. Yes. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. I know ex- I had an issue with a Microsoft thing. I had tried their new Windows 360 or whatever, like a remote cloud computer to get off of that and to get someone on the phone to do that. I can't even tell you the number of numbers I called and how much time I spent wasted. They don't even have a website to do that, but they have it to sign up, don't they? <laughs> so, oh exactly. man, you're speaking truth to power. It's There's so much room for innovation. And so that's where you're stepping into. Correct. Yeah. And the cool thing about it is we actually come into the organization um, from even bigger to smaller, but we actually work through your current processes and actually create a program that will work for you. And we build it out and it's ready. When we implement it, it's ready to go. And it's just going. You actually don't even have to, once it's set up, you don't even have to use our software anymore. It connects to all of your other systems that you currently use. Oh, so there's wow. no learning curve or anything. We just connect it all. And once everything is set up, you just sit back and let the, let the system take over, increase your uh, customer satisfaction, as well as we, you know, we're actually doing one with, uh, uh, a bigger company right now. It's in the um, the office rental space, which is kind of a big space right now because a lot of people are getting rid of their big offices. And what we're doing is we're doing a phase plan to actually eliminate their SDR, their sales development representative, completely from the organization because we find out what you want, who you are. We send marketing collateral that's based on your specific uh, wants and needs and your business type. Um and then after that, our next phase is actually creating the contracts for you all on its own and sending you the contract and the payment. And it's actually eliminating that whole first person's job. Wow. Okay. So you're stepping into AI technology big time because there, there's definitely like, there's definitely a need for that. There, there's a lot of jobs that, I mean, people can stand on either side of the fence, but there's a lot of jobs that just don't need to be jobs anymore. You know, and, and it behooves not only the individuals who are working those jobs to look at what the market is doing and step into whatever area is is changing things, but also business owners need to do that to watch the bottom line and have more operating cash flow. Is that sort of the, the, the logic behind it? Correct. Yeah. For like for that organization, we're expecting um, we're just in a pilot with a few of their locations right now. They have 66 um, but as we move through the whole organization, what we're expecting out of it is we're going to save them over a million dollars wow. in overhead, and we're going to create between four and 20 more million dollars a year utilizing our system. So the benefits are crazy off of it, of what you can do. I mean, but we've, we're looking at smaller cases too, um, like we're building one for HVAC companies right now, where it's you go in the system, it figures out what your price point would be, who um what type of customer you are what type of home you have sends all that information directly to them or and you can book a meeting right through it and we're we're cutting out a whole first conversation so i mean there's so many elements in in your business that these human driven repetitive tasks can be taken off your plate and now you don't have to worry about the person didn't come to work today what do i do you know and that's happening over and over and over again and you, you know, do you sacrifice the customer experience? Do you sacrifice revenue because you've missed deals that were on the table? Or do you let a system take over and at least eliminate part of those tasks? And so it's saving, you know, 20 to 50% of time for that person 
So now instead of having two people, you have one person to do the same job. And now you don't have to worry as much about problems like that. And then over time, you actually phase it into something that's completely automated. And that's where I believe business itself is going, especially with this metaverse thing that's coming in with Facebook. Once a lot of our stuff moves online, which I do believe it will, a lot of people think that that's not ever going to happen. And I see more and more that, I mean, how much time do we spend on Facebook already? Uh, how much time would you spend if you could like talk to your friends through like virtual reality or what if you could order your McDonald's from virtual reality and it actually be delivered to your house? So what does that take? That takes the, the movement of removing a human element and to create automation that can do the same thing. And so that's where I see the future headed. And if you don't have an RPA plan for your business, some automation plan going forward, um, you really need to start thinking about it because it could really destroy you because other businesses will move in and can do things faster and better, more efficient than you can. How do you compete when it's done that way? Also with less overhead. So, yes. <laughs> oh, wow. The vision that you're painting for the future is one not that's hopeful, but one that's going to happen with high degrees of probability relatively soon. And we're either going to be ready for it or not. And this is coming from somebody who, again, if we take the context, you know, you you saw what life was like uh, for a family, how hard they were working and where that left them. So you went out and you built a business, right? Uh, you stepped into the game and marketing and slowly developed further and further into like software development. And you're now with this startup and, uh, you know, your recovery amped that you're looking at at the way things are moving in the market and finding out which part of the value chain in business and there's customer satisfaction. And like that's like before sales and post sales specifically also, which is where a lot of businesses fall off. And now you're throwing into that, like, look, there are emerging technologies that will change the face of business as we know it. And you're either going to be able to adapt, adopt, overcome, or you're not. And that is a strong message to send. And I love it. So with that said, I also want to know uh, if you could speak to your younger self, 18 years old, and I know we kind of covered some tips you would have done is specifically with software development. Uh, but as yourself, as an entrepreneur, what would you say to yourself knowing what you know now back then when you first started watching your family work hard only to find out they only had so much and before you launched your businesses? Are there any one or two things, maybe steps or just ideas that you would tell yourself? Well, number one, I would tell myself to stop working so hard and being so disappointed in working for other people and start your own business. I mean, where I would be if I could have started my business at 18, with, especially with the energy you have at 18, you know, can you imagine all that energy pinned up in you and you just throw it into business? I mean, people that do that just, it just explodes. But I was very unhappy when I was younger uh, working for other people because I would come up with solutions to the problems we faced and they wouldn't value my opinion. So the, the one thing I would say is get into business and learn more about it and start your first business. Cause it, it took me a while to get up the motivation to do it. I've always wanted, I've always had the ideas, but I didn't have the motivation to do it or even to think that I can. And so for myself, I would also tell me you can do anything you set your mind to. Just make sure that you continuously learn about the topic. Each and every day I study now. And if I could have put that same study and an effort in, then there's no telling where I could be today. Yeah. Oh, man. 
huge and deep and I, and giving the context of what we know about you through your journey to hear those words i know exactly what you're getting at so i want to roll out the red carpet for you um where do you prefer for people to connect with you to to is it a website is it a social channel is it an app what's the word well you can connect to us um on interactive.io and it's e-n-t-e-r like enter on your keyboard and active is a-c-t-i-v no e at the end io so it's interactive without the e io connect with me there connect with me on linkedin connect with me on facebook we've got a page on facebook you can just make a message on there um however you want to reach out to me um or you can even email me my email is jkt at recoveryamped.com if, especially if you want to look at where your RPA strategy, or if you don't have a strategy and you'd like just a free consultation to talk about what automation could do for your business, reach out. I'm, I'm definitely happy just to give you some time of just giving some free advice on what I would do to improve your automations and uh, your processes overall that could really affect your business. Right on. And now I have a question that I usually ask as I close things out. I hope you'll indulge me, but you're also welcome to pass. If you could have, if you can invite anybody for any one of those reasons uh, in particular, dead or alive, who would you have loved to have had here for you? And why do you think that is? Okay, well, I've got two for that answer. So the one I'll get sappy and I'll say my grandmother uh, because she really raised me. I came out of a really terrible environment. And so I really wish she was still alive to see what I'm doing now and how I'm going to change the world. Um, but the other one would have to be Elon Musk and because that guy is so innovative. And I would love to just have that conversation going back and forth of where we think society is going to go for the future. Because uh, I think we blow everyone's minds there. Yes. You probably blow my mind too. Dude. <laughs> uh, uh, there's no doubt about it. And I think I can appreciate the um, both of the answers you gave because there's a, there's a strong sense of family values to what you do. Um, but also a strong sense of innovation and willingness to adapt, to change, to evolve uh, based on the, the suggestions that you made uh, of who you would have had here. And I think that says a lot about the DNA that you put into your business and the approach. You know, it's it's got the family value and the integrity behind it. But also, let's not kid ourselves around. We're here to make money. We're here to do it the right way. And we're here to do it for the long term. And that means changing, adapting, being being hip to what's about to come. And there's just a lot of respect for the way you approach business. Again, I knew from the beginning, there's no nonsense. These are the facts and you're either going to accept them or not. But the best part about it is whether you do or you don't, you know, business is going to keep flowing. And what you did for us here today by being able to paint that picture with your specific background to make it clear, like, look, I can see this happening. And I've been working in this field for a while now. So Take it for what it is. Here are my goals. Here's what I'm working on. People have to listen. If they're good at business at all, they'll be able to hear what you said and start to move on that because every business needs that post-sale customer satisfaction system set up. What happens when your people don't follow up? That's not a great experience for the customer, but even crazier, let's say you started a few emails and then the deals never close. How many people have had sales reps that that's just, that's just the way it is. How many deals have you that have been sitting there? You haven't followed up on them. So yeah, what you're doing is critical to businesses. And if they glazed over that, that's why I'm, I'm bringing it back up now before we close out. It's very important what you're doing. And I'm very grateful that we had a chance to talk about that and to learn about your story. 
So thank you so much for stopping by. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Llanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.